Hello, this is Timmy Black, and welcome to another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists. Today, I'd like to talk about an old acquaintance of mine, the Los Angeles artist, David Schaffman. And let me begin by stating quite emphatically that Schaffman is a most unusual and indeed provocative artist. As will soon become clear, the term festina lente is more than a hollow slogan when it comes to David's methods and visions. He indeed makes a leisurely haste in his daily crucibles in the studio to spend time with this erudite and sincere man is to be in the presence of one who is truly intent upon correcting the world through small acts of introspection. I've known Schaffman on and off since the mid-70s. I met him in Europe, where he was living at the time. Whenever I ran into him in those early days when armies of artists colonized the dingy, derelict fringes of Paris hoping to run into the ghost of Henry Miller, he always claimed his latest work to be an abysmal failure. When he spoke... He was barely audible. A gravelly mumble would spill from his lips like a dying diesel. To call him depressive would simplify the quirky sensitivity that determined his Saturnine behavior. Artists like Schaffman believe that nothing short of the fate of Western civilization is at stake when they enter the studio. He disapproved of the work of most of his peers, claiming that they pandered to what he called, and I quote here, the trivial tastes of the rabble whose infatuations with bloated confections are a cultural intestinal bacteria. He tends to repeat himself, but when I heard him say that the very first time, I wanted to tear out his liver. You see, in those days, the name Timmy Black was beginning to mean something, and the thought that my own work was anything less than brilliant was an impossible fantasy only a madman dare entertain. Schaffman was anything but a madman, but at the time, he was certainly a jackass. If I remember correctly, he had graduated from the Rhode Island School of Design a few years prior to our meeting and was living in Europe doing research on Hans Memling. We were introduced by the Flemish sculptor Vin van Terfel. Van Terfel was working on a huge commission from the University of Nijmegen and was employing as assistants artists who could arc weld. <laughs> you might say that it was in this context that David and I first bonded. David got fired pretty quickly. He was, in truth, a terrible craftsman and would accidentally spot weld his ladder to anything that was in close proximity. He may have even broken a bottle over Von Teufel's head. Of that I can't be certain, but soon after his discharge he met the French artist Curado Malaspina and together they shared a studio on the outskirts of Brussels, a raw, unheated pre-war warehouse above a waffle factory. I imagine my death, he began one night after finishing off a bottle of pastis. For me, he said, it's a form of theology, like a gentle waning moonlight replacing the flicker of a scented candle. Yes, sure, he was drunk. In those early days, 
Schaffman inclined toward the morbidly poetic. I remember, though, that it made a very strong impression on me. Despite the sentimental stupidity of his mixed metaphors, I was impressed by David's callow seriousness. He spoke of the white milk moments of his early affinities when he discovered Shostakovich's quartets, the Spanish Baroque master Ribera, and the poetry of Fernando Pessoa. He was always a dreamer, and I guess he still is, though now his dreams are shapeless and vague. I wouldn't say that success has tainted his integrity, but woven through the threads of his renown are echoes of a disturbing melancholy. His new work is both beautiful and tragic, obsessive and restrained, thoroughly modern, yet inexplicably obsolete. His polyptic, the 100-paneled series called The Body is His Book, 100 Paintings, is a mercurial tour de force that ruminates on the dark potential of intelligent self-pity. It is, I suppose, a monument. I recently ran into Schaffman in Rome. He was on vacation, and I was there participating in a symposium with the improbable title Guido Reni and Contemporary Figurative Painting. I was consoling myself with a Campari and Soda at Aratino's on Via Vittore Emanuele, when in comes David, arm in arm, with the most strikingly beautiful woman I had ever seen. Timmy Black, he roared in that typically ugly American way of his, what the hell are you doing here? When he introduced me to his gorgeous companion as my wife, Nadia, I realized how private and reclusive David really is. He is fond of quoting Maimonides, especially his aphoristic prescription for serious endeavor. Don't waste time being sociable. But I had no idea to what extreme he was prepared to take it. My ignorance of the basic fact that Schaffman was married both astonished and embarrassed me. All these years and all I really knew about him was his work. When I returned to Los Angeles, I was determined to learn as much as I could about this enigmatic character. Profiling him on my podcast became an obsession. I interviewed anyone I could who even had the remotest contact with him. Press clippings and exhibition announcements described the public Schaffman. It was Schaffman the man that piqued my curiosity. And like many serious people, there isn't much of a paper trail. To say that outside his work, he led a life without incident would be a gross oversimplification. It is really the fact that outside of his paintings and his writings, all else pales into insignificance. I did, however, learn one tidbit of personal data that, if shared, would not, I hope, compromise his privacy. It seems that Schaffman collects fluffy slippers all in the shape of different caricatured animals. He has hundreds, if not thousands of pairs. His collection is so comprehensive that he is often consulted by professionals in the field. It may be an unfortunate hobby for such a distinguished mind, but then again, who am I to judge? In our next broadcast, I'll continue talking about Schaffman and specifically his legendary connection to the artist, Mika Carpentier. Thank you for listening, 
And I hope you join me, Timmy Black, for another episode of The Lives of Contemporary Artists.